Good morning. I'm Pastor Mark Youngman, and I'm honored to get to spend a few moments with you on this Christmas morning. I hope that you've already had some opportunities, maybe even this morning, to, to celebrate, to maybe light the Christ candle on your Advent wreath, or to add the Christ, Christ child to your nativity scene. Maybe you sat in the beauty and joy of watching loved ones open gifts, you know, like these signs of generosity. Maybe you're preparing a Christmas feast, or maybe you're on the road traveling to see family and friends, or maybe you're anticipating a phone call from your most beloved ones. For followers of Jesus, all of this goodness that we experience today is held in the context of these words from the Gospel of John. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Last night and today, we celebrate that a word. We celebrate the word, the physical embodiment and the power of God to create and to redeem and to sustain life. That word put on flesh himself and made his home with us. And we have seen, okay, I'm actually gonna stop and kind of use some old English here for just a moment. We have beheld his glory. There it is. I think those, those words sound right for what Mary was probably holding in her heart. She contemplated. She admired. She didn't just see Jesus. She beheld him. She beheld his glory, first in her womb and then on, at Christmas in her arms. Maybe the story is old and routine to you. You've heard it over and over again, maybe, but I don't want you to miss it. Mary held the glory of God in her arms. It was a radical move by God that no one, no one would have ever anticipated. The love for all humankind, for all the world, was resting in her surely quivering arms on Christmas. You know what? It's true for us today as well. We behold the glory of God this Christmas. Now throughout history, and certainly in these times that we live in, men and women of all kinds have sought after glory. But oftentimes, it's our own glory that we're seeking after. And God wants us to thrive. God wants a good life for us. But the way for us to truly thrive is to behold the fullness of who God is, to seek after his glory and not our own, to consider and witness to the majesty of God. A figure in our story of faith, his name was Moses, also wanted to see, set his eyes on the full majesty and the full power of God. He wanted to fully see God. In fact, he once said to God, show me your glory. Maybe you can say that. Show me your glory, God. Here's the story. The people had passed through the Red Sea and were led by God into the wilderness. And when they were in the wilderness, God was forming them into a people and preparing them to take them to the promised land, the place that he set before them and they knew they were moving towards. And then Moses had this beautiful exchange with God in Exodus chapter 33. This conversation took place in the tent of meeting, later called the tabernacle, a place of dwelling, because God dwells with us. 
So Moses would go into the tabernacle and the cloud of the Lord's presence would come down and they would chat. Can you imagine sitting in a tent and having a chat with God? Moses was learning that leading the people of God was not easy, was not an easy job. They were going astray and the journey ahead towards the promised land seemed especially daunting. And so Moses said, don't send us into this place that you have promised us without also going with us. God, who had parted the Red Sea, who had made bread appear on the ground every morning, walked with them as a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. This God promised to remain with him and make a way for the people to live in the blessing he had for them. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. But then God gave Moses this experience of being being passed by the glory of God. It kind of reminds us of the Passover when, when, the, when the angel passed over the homes of the Israelites, saving them when they were in Egypt. Here God is saying, I will pass by you. And as he did this, God put his hand over Moses' eyes so that he wouldn't, so he wouldn't see him. It would be too much for him to see the face of God. And then he released his hand and allowed Moses to see his back side as he passed. So what Moses saw was a glimpse, right? It was a, it was a sliver. And still, even after this encounter, no one had seen the fullness of the glory of God. Many years later, when Solomon built his temple and it was being dedicated in Jerusalem, the glory of God showed up once again. This is from 2 Chronicles chapter 7. When Solomon finished praying, Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground, and they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good. His love endures forever. So the glory of God was there, but they couldn't behold it. The priests couldn't go into the place where the glory of God was because as it says, it had filled the presence, the glory of God was filling the place. They couldn't get in. And the people who saw the fire coming down and knew that the glory of the Lord was above the temple, they stuck their faces on the ground and worshiped. They could not fully behold the glory that was present at the temple. Like Moses, they got a taste, right? They got a, a glimpse, a glimpse of glory. At Christmas, we have evidence of God's desire for us to fully see his glory because his son put it on and came to earth to be with us. So I've got one more stop for us in the Gospel of John that we've been in all year here at Providence. John chapter one says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, he made him, has made him known. There was grace given to God's people, even through the law of Moses, who glimpsed a bit, and they glimpsed a bit of God's glory. And there is grace on top of that now that we have access to through Jesus Christ. Grace upon grace is what we can now receive. And in him, we can see the fullness of God. And that's pretty good, right? But there's even more. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him. And we are changed. We are changed into his glorious image. So just in case uh, you need more than the fact that God sent his son to be with us, allowing us to see his glory, Paul tells us that we are being changed more and more into his glorious image. We are changed because we are in the presence of the glory of God. So look around you right now on this, this Christmas morning. Again, I hope that you are seeing some beautiful signs of life around you, whatever that may be. And take a moment right now to take it in. Look around you. And now, as you look up at the larger world, you're sure to see a lot of brokenness as well. You might even feel like Moses as you look at the difficulties that stand in the way between here, where we are now, and the promised land where we are going. You may want to say like Moses, show me your glory, God. Remember, this is the same world that God has brought all of his glory into. So behold, and this is the world that Jesus will return to in all of his glory one day. He won't pass us by and we will behold the fullness of God. Amen. Merry Christmas.